As a realtor, how do you grow your brand? We're gonna talk about that today, stay tuned. This episode of Keeping It Real is brought to you by Real Geeks. How many homes are you going to sell this year? Do you have the right tools? Is your website turning soft leads into interested buyers? Are you spending money on leads that aren't converting? Well, Real Geeks is your solution. Find out why agents across the country choose Real Geeks as their technology partner. Real Geeks was created by an agent for agents. They pride themselves on delivering a sales and marketing solution so that you can easily generate more business. Their agent websites are fast and built for lead conversion with a smooth search experience for your visitors. Real Geeks also includes an easy-to-use agent CRM, so once a lead signs up on your website, you can track their interest and have great follow-up conversations. Real Geeks is loaded with a ton of marketing tools to nurture your leads and increase brand awareness. Visit realgeeks.com forward slash keeping it real pod and find out why realtors come to Real Geeks to generate more business. Again, visit realgeeks.com forward slash keeping it real pod. And now, on to our show. Welcome to another episode of Keeping It Real, the largest podcast made by real estate agents and for real estate agents. My name is DJ Paris. I'm your guide and host through the show. And today, once again, is our monthly series called Learn with a Lender with Joel Schaub from Guaranteed Rate. Now, Joel is the Vice President of Lending at Guaranteed Rate, and he's been doing loans at a high level since 2003. And he's got to that level because of what he does specifically for agents, which is he gives back part of his commission to the buyer on every transaction. Uh, Last year alone, Joel gave back almost $300,000 in closing costs to buyers who worked with him, and that puts Joel's volume at in the top one-tenth of 1% of lenders nationwide. So there's actually over 400,000 loan officers in the United States, and Joel is currently ranked number 137. Uh, Now, last year, he closed for his record year was 619 transactions, and that was for just shy of $250 million, $249 million. And already this year, Joel has closed 70 transactions for $27 million. By the way, 25 and a half million of the 27 million that he's already done this year were purchases, not refis. So uh, he is not seeing a slowdown at all. But if you are looking for a loan officer who can do loans at a high level to close for your clients, uh, we cannot highly more recommend Joel. He's the very best we've ever worked with. Joel can be reached on uh, via email at Joel at I'm sorry, Joel at rate.com, Joel at rate.com, or you can shoot him a mess text message or call him at 773-654-2049. Let's say hello to the biggest Cubs fan we know, Joel Schaub. Hey, DJ. Thanks so much for having me on these accolades. I hear the numbers myself and none of that matters. It really is about coming on and giving back and really teaching agents just some of the things that I've done over the last almost 20 years of lending. We have fun almost every time we do this, don't we? 
Yeah, we do. And I want to, before we get started today, I want to mention a couple of things that Joel has done that I, I'm always impressed by, because I think from a branding perspective, I think, well, aside from you running a great business and you have a great team in place, and we can certainly talk about that. But I always think from a branding perspective, you're really somebody to uh, admire and really look, because I think from branding wise, and I know your brand is really giving, but the way that you present that brand and make sure that the people in your sphere are aware of what activities are important to you. I think you do it better than just about anyone. And I want to mention just a couple of things uh, that that I've, I've seen recently from Joel. And Joel doesn't do these for any, these are things that Joel just does for for himself and his business. But he, he really, it's something that is very, very prominent here in Chicago. And this is why part of the reason why Joel is so popular. Uh, one of the things is Joel was just on the cover of the most recent issue of Chicago Agent Magazine. He was actually featured. They only feature really one lender uh, and their cover per year. He was featured this year, which is a huge deal. Um, so congratulations there. And also um, with the, of course, the recent uh, tragedy um, or ongoing tragedy in the Ukraine, Joel took took it upon himself to one of his um, one of the broke the realtors that he works with, who I'm actually friendly with, and she and I serve on a committee together. Um, her father is is still it, she's from the Ukraine, and her father's still over there. And um, her she was able to get her mother out, thankfully, before the invasion, but uh, still dealing with day to day, like checking in with her father and trying to do what she can to raise money for the Ukraine uh, people. And Joel took it upon himself to really push that same message out to his social uh, sphere, so that everyone knew that this is what's happening. And she's a newer agent. So she probably doesn't have a, a large sphere at this point. And um, I really, really was impressed by that. And it actually inspired me to take action and, and donate as well. So Joe, I want to thank you for for bringing that sort of to everyone's attention, even though we're all watching the war, you know, we're not always thinking what what can we do to to uh, to help? You bring up a good point. It's it's community, right? And that's community on a big world scale. And when we look at our business and talk about it in terms of real estate, how can we come back and be a community in the places in which we work? And so for years, it's just finding ways to give back and be a, a force for good, I guess. And that's what I always uh, task my agents with, finding things that they're passionate about, that they can go out and speak on, that make sure that people see that you're doing things in your community that make you a leader and you'll grow your business. You truly will. Yeah, well, you you consistently do that during the pandemic. You were doing daily uh, sort of, not, I don't want to say giveaways, but you were doing daily donations and and ways to support different you know businesses, um, and and that that was how how you guys stayed busy during during that time, and it was uh, it was really an inspiration to a lot of other realtors and, and loan officers to see what can I do uh, to to contribute, and I know that that has really been the message that ever since you've been on our show. You know, every single time we talk about this givers get mentality, which is which is how you live. Mm -hmm. And uh, this this most recent post about the Ukraine was another example of of you trying to to help out and and contribute. So I I applaud you for that, especially because it was a friend of mine um, and, and a friend of yours. And I appreciate um, you know any publicity that 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 could be given to them so they can hopefully end the war as quickly as possible. 
And going further back on that, DJ, we did 30 Days of Giving, and that was the campaign. It was the Joel Gibbs Pack campaign. So during the beginning stages of the pandemic, when restaurants were truly shut down, found 30 different restaurants and bought gift certificates from those restaurants, and then found people that had lost their jobs or were down on their luck, just didn't know where their next meal was going to come from, and partnered with them to give them food. And it was a two-edged sword in a positive way to uh, help the people in your community and help the businesses that uh, you love and that you go to when times are good to support them when times are bad. And that wasn't my idea. So I have to give a lot of credit, DJ, to my team. So I know it's the Just Called Joel, but it's really the Just Called Joel team. And what I really wanted to focus on today and what we had talked about off air was just getting an understanding, if you're an agent, what a team like mine looks like to get to $250 million of annual production. And you'll learn a few things that might help you in your day-to-day business, just hearing who's on my staff, what they do, and how it's not just a one or two person show. We've built it up to, I have 17 staff members that really help make sure that clients get a white glove experience. And, and these, these are, te- yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to, to cut you off. I was going to say, I got so excited because this yeah. is a major distinction. You know, we, we saw in the news, a, um, a, a virtual lender uh, is now laying off an additional 3000 people, which are not what we're talking about when you say your team. And of course, a totally different company. So you, guaranteed rate is, is not in the, in the layoff uh, process. Think, think, but a lot of firms are as they're seeing the slowdown in the number of, of you know, loan applications and, and refis coming in. We're starting to see some of these bigger sort of faceless, um, non-team structured companies where it's just a huge bullpen of, of people doing all sorts of transactions on, on a, you know, just a simple salary starting to, to, to get thinner and, and getting layoffs. And you have an actual team that's your team. And that's really significant um, and unusual in, in this, or unique, I should say, not unusual, but unique in this industry. And that really helps you close deals a lot faster. Agents have told me specifically, they had other lenders in the past. And what they found was the person they spoke with was great. And maybe one other person that was directly working for them was really good as well, DJ. But then once it goes into processing or once it's handed off, you lose all control of the file. In a lot of cases, you're taking a loan in your home state, and then it's being underwritten in Cleveland, Ohio, and they don't know the person. So they don't have the connection. And this business is all connections and knowing the people. So the staff membership for our team literally is set up where they're incentivized. So if it's at four o'clock on a Friday and there's a new file coming in, or even if it's 530, let's say four is fine. Let's think of 530 or six. And it's on a Friday and there's a new client coming in they're being handled and they're being handled with care versus a lot of places like, this is my last call. I want to get out of here. We've incentivized them in a way where it is family. And we've set up around the clock Saturday and Sunday service so that agents that need a new pre-approval clients that are filing uh, tax returns and need to get a uh, updated letter. These types of requests get handled not just by an assistant, somebody that's highly trained and ready to help. And that's how we're able to submit offers that are designed to win. Well, let's let's talk about that because that is uh, when I go talk to agents, of course, we have a lot here at our own company, but also 
when I'm just interacting with agents in the industry, um, when we were just at an event a few weeks ago that um, I was talking to all these younger agents and they're all stressed because their offers are, of course, um, you know, there's multiple offers still going on. We're still in a low interest rate environment and not as much inventory. And so people are wondering, what can I do to, to, to get my, my offers noticed? And, and how do these top agents seem to seem to slide right to the top of the pile when they're submitting offers? So I know you have some thoughts about, you know, some best practices there. Yeah, we've been able to actually cut through all of these multiple offer situations. And of course, we don't win every one of them, but we're really good at succeeding when there are multiple offers, even if we're not the highest price, because it's just of a few things that we do right up front that make our offer stand out. Okay, and that's really what we need to do here is when, when these agents, and we know we've all heard it, we're calling for highest and best. Well, the first word's highest. You don't have to be the highest. You need to be the best. And the best could mean several different things. And what I found recently is that the listing agents are really looking at who's doing the financing unless it's cash, right? Calling the loan officers. And I encourage all agents to do this. Reach out to the offer and make sure that the person who says that the financing is good, it is good, right? It's something that we used to get away from as agents saying, oh, I think this is fine. I encourage you now, absolutely make the phone call and, and try to do it on a Saturday or do it after hours. You'll know right away who the real players are if you're getting an answer at 7.30 on a Monday or 8 a.m. on a Sunday. These are the people that you really want to start partnering with yourself. So here's what we've done, DJ. When an offer goes in and we're submitting an offer and we know that there's multiple offer situations, the buyer's agent copies me, the lender, on the offer to the listing agent. Mm -hmm. Okay. The email goes over where we're writing the offer and we're including the lender. So if you're a listing agent and you're seeing that there's somebody actually on the other end that's ready and willing to reply, it puts you at a whole different advantage when you're the buyer submitting an offer because you know that the listing agent sees that this looks like an offer that's got their act together. <laughs> okay. Then I make the phone call to the listing agent. And I review the specific file and tell them the strengths. And I say, I know that you probably have multiple offers here. Don't you wish we had five of those properties to sell? It's a great property. And I just wanted to share just for two minutes, a little bit about this buyer to reassure your sellers, if we come to terms, that they're going to have the easiest transaction. And I go through that. And that helps set us apart if there's multiple offers and no loan officer picks up us making that first phone call to the listing agent to cut through all the clutter. What, and I know you do this, so it, you, and you might not always know what other loan officers do or don't do, although I'm sure you probably have a, a good sense. What percentage of loan officers in your experience, you know, make those kind of calls when an offer is being submitted? I, I assume it's a pretty rare thing. What well, is? So I encourage the agents right now, you are working with good mortgage guys, right? There's people that you know, start asking them if they're willing to do this for you because it goes a long way. I have top agents in our market that uh, are expecting my call now. They go, what took you so long, right? They submitted the offer an hour ago, right? Took you 40 minutes to call and it's, it's kind of a joke, but the point is they know that I'm going to be calling. I know the file. And I think right now, maybe 10% of loan officers are even being asked to do it. 
So they probably don't come and do this on their own. So I don't know it's necessarily the lender's fault, but what it is is if you're an agent right now, start implementing this. Whoever you use for mortgages, connect with them and say, on our next deal where we've lost out, do you mind making a phone call on behalf of our buyer and just watch? It does make a difference. And if you're a listing agent or if you do buy and sell, hearing this, you know you would like to know a lot more about the financing and you'd like to know without you having to call and get somebody on the other end of the phone that says, what file now? Who? What? You know, that's a dud, right? So reach out, be proactive, cut through the clutter, copy your lender on the offer. Uh, it'll go a long way. And also too, like loan officers should really be doing this. I know everyone's busy and it's hard, but also a great sort of way to show your, your strengths to the listing agent in case they're going, gosh, this loan officer is really on top of things. Maybe I'll use he or, or her uh, on our next transaction. So I imagine it's uh, it's something that is surprising that maybe 10% of the, the LOs do. So um, yeah, and, and again, it, it, your primary responsibility is to help the borrower and the agent uh, representing the borrower. And that is just uh, really going above and beyond and makes a huge difference when they're getting, you know, 20 other offers. And most, a lot of times agents don't even call the listing agent or the, <laughs> sorry, representing the buyer saying, I just submitted this offer, just wanted to let you know. And, and most agents I think don't even do that. So that's a, a really impressive. Here's the second one, DJ, having the lender really educate the borrower on what it means to go above asking price. Okay. Cause it's no secret right now. The good properties have multiple offers. Okay. Every one of them does. If there's a good property that hits the market, you're not the only buyer in town. The sellers hold all the cards And one of the phrases in highest and best is highest. Okay. So we don't have to be the highest, but we don't have to be afraid of going above list. And that starts with the loan officer. It really comes down to educating the borrower that if we were to go in 10 grand or even 20 grand above list, because we've lost out on other places and we really want to win this one, if we are 20 grand above, that might mean 90 or $100 difference in payment. It's right. not something that's going to move the needle for most buyers if they have the ability to go above but the unknown of what that means, means that a lot of buyers don't. So having a lender really take the time to talk through what the payments look like if you were to go 10 grand above or 20 grand above so that you as the buyer's agent aren't the one informing them that they should go higher and not know what the math is on it. It's all about education. And you're a big fan too on the pre-approval letter to not restrict the the highest uh, sort of pre-approval amount to whatever the offer necessarily is in this particular environment, right? Your, 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 um, your philosophy is, hey, in a multiple offer situation, you should be yeah. able to show some wiggle room that, hey, we can, we can go up if we need to. And I guess, you know, of course, uh, the listing agent, they're going to look at that. They're going to look and say, well, this person's only approved for X amount. Then there's a back and forth. Well, it can, if we, if you go above this, it, it, are they still pre-approved? And your philosophy is show all your cards because it actually strengthens your hand versus weakens it. I know I'm going to get a lot of flack for this. Okay. But closing over $20 million of production and, you know, every single month I'm seeing something that works. Now, I know we're going to get a lot of hate mail saying, I don't want to give away my hand, right? It's poker, right? If 
if my buyer can go all the way up to $800,000 and we're only offering $725, I want you to put $725 on the letter. And I'll tell you, a lot of agents, you're right. For years, that was a really good strategy. Right now, I want to negotiate from a point of strength. And I want the sellers to know that of all the offers, here's another reason why these buyers are strong. They're approved for well above the asking price. It doesn't mean we're going to pay 800 because the house isn't worth 800 but they are approved at a much higher amount. So if you have multiple offers, here's another reason that we're strong. So just try it. If you're a buyer's agent, get your lender to update the letter for the highest amount. What are they approved for? Okay. Submitting an offer there really shows that a buyer could go buy anything, but we're so interested in your house. I hope we can make a deal. Yeah. It's this abundant sort of mentality too, where it, it, it almost creates I think maybe a slight sense of urgency for the seller to go, oh, this, this person's a, a legit player here. And, and they could, just like you said, they could go out and buy other things because they're approved for a higher. I almost think it, it, it's sort of counterintuitive, like you were saying, and, and maybe in other environments that we're not in today, maybe it would make sense to keep that a little closer to, to, uh, you know, um, to, to the, to the chest. Uh, but I think now it's like, you want to show all your strengths. So I think that's a really strong thing. And that's also a good sort of check to have a conversation with the loan officer that the agent is using um, and saying, what do you think about this? And if they go, no, 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 we never want to do that. Well, now you have another opinion from somebody who closes a lot of transactions who says, no, it's actually a really good idea. Yeah, you're absolutely right on that. It's, if something isn't working, let's try to find ways that we can change it up and partner with people that really know what they're doing in terms of, are they going to listen to what you say and try to move the needle so that you don't have to submit five offers and continue to lose. And it's hard right now. I'll be the first to say it. I work with a lot of agents that they come to me all the time. And their number one question is, I see you getting these deals done. What's the secret? And there really isn't a secret. It's just trial and error over all these years. And so uh, being humble goes a long way. I don't have all the answers at all, but I've seen some things that work and I love sharing those things. And if you're listening and you can get one more deal done, or you can help one more family close on a transaction. You don't know who they know. Maybe they refer you three more people. And that's the power of uh, you know positivity, educating, and leading with value. Love it. So we've covered a couple ways that it works. And it's all about the team. So it's not just me, right? So we touched on this. And so one of the things that we do is I have a great newsletter that goes out weekly that agents literally print out and they put up in their office. And it is, uh, it's timely. It helps uh, agents understand kind of what's going on so that they don't have to be an expert on mortgages. But each week they have something where they could talk to the borrowers while they're driving. And it comes from my staff. So Marie is a rock star. Marie, if you're listening, we love you. And uh, to be added to this list, you can simply email me. It's joel at rate.com. It's our weekly market update. So you can just send a simple email to say, add me and, uh, or add me to the market update list. And weekly, then you'll get really good, timely content about interest rates, program changes, and things that you can bring to your borrowers that make you look like a rock star. 
Yeah, it's a great place to get good answers to when the clients are saying, you know, I'm reading online that rates are going up and this is bad and this is scary. And and um, you dis- you sort of take the actual data and you give agents actionable sort of uh, sound bites, but, you know, written sound bites to say, okay, here's how to interpret this. Here's what to say. Um, here's what's going on. And that's really what agents need. Cause they're oftentimes the first person to, uh, to, I was just at an event. I'll just mention this briefly uh, a couple of weeks ago with about 300 agents. Um, and uh, I was talking to them and saying, Hey, what are, what's going on? What are your struggles right now? Just cause I was curious. Cause I don't, I don't go out and produce. And like four or five of the people I talked to out of like seven said, oh man, rates are going up. And I go, well, I, they're still pretty low, right? They're like 4%. And, uh, you know, or I don't know where they're at today, but, but some, it was about 4% at the time. And, and people, I go, guys, that's still really great. <laughs> and, and they were like, yeah, but, but our clients are freaking out because of course they're seeing news stories. And, and what I love is, is that not, not that that isn't something to be concerned about. And of course you should have an answer for it as an agent, but this is where you have a good relationship with your LO and you say, what do I need to tell my clients? How do I calm them um, down a little bit? And, um, and that's what I love about you is you're all about education. Um, so I'm just curious, Art, and, and I know that, you know, maybe more experienced agents aren't freaking out, but for anyone out there who's going, oh my gosh, now my purchasing power for my, my buyers is, is maybe gone down a little because rates, of course, you know, we're at historic lows, of course, they're going to go up a little bit. Um, what are, what do you suggest that agents tell their, their borrowers or their buyers who are borrowing, um, you know, to sort of calm the storm a little bit? Numbers don't lie. Okay. And so if we actually take the data and see what the difference is on a typical $350,000 loan, DJ, where rates were at before, okay, and what that meant for a payment, and then figure out where the $350,000 loan is today with the rates and what that payment is. And then we just compare it to what it was any time before the pandemic. Right. <laughs> what you'll see is that the payments today are still much lower than any time in 2017, 2018, 2019. And for that matter, the first decade uh, of the 20th, you know, what do they call that? It wasn't the teens, maybe it's the aughts. The aughts, so, the aughts. yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you just do the data. And that's what this next week's uh, market update is going to show is just a, a simple comparison so that we can talk to our buyers with some confidence and not uh, omit the past that's recently where rates were lower, but put it into a context to state that if you're paying rent and you're spending X number of dollars, that's 100% interest. All that money is out the window. So I don't care if the rates are 2.75 or 4.75. It's a hell of a lot less than 100% that we're throwing out the window and just teaching and showing them that if you're moving from home ownership, uh, from renting, uh, now's the time. Yeah, I remember in the early 2000s, I guess the aughts. Uh, um, yeah. They, we're old, remember, aren't we? Jeez, that's like yeah, something my grandmother would say, right? <laughs> I remember remember interest, and maybe they still have these, but interest-only loans were really yeah. popular, and they were just, inc- like, there was, like, sometimes under 2%, but... Uh, and you wouldn't have to put much down, if any. Um, and it was Perfect. just a whole different world. It was pre pre two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Yeah. Um, and and those days are of course long over. But it's like 
Well, sure, you could think back, well, gosh, I wish I would have locked in at 2% back in the early 2000s, except those yeah. always those always expired within about three to five, seven years. Yeah. So it was it was something that that was a very sort of it was an aberration. Um, and just like in the early 80s when it or the late 70s when it was double digit, uh, you know, rates were like really good. You got a 12% rate, you were a superstar. So like the idea that we're at 4% now and people are freaking out is 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 really um perspective. It's about perspective and saying, hey, this is still really great. And by the way, you know, now that now that it's rates have gone up slightly, yeah, oh, it's only an extra 50 bucks a month or $100 a month in your mortgage payment, which probably shouldn't make or break your decision of whether to buy a property. You're exactly right. So that again, test me, send an email, joel at rate.com and simply say, add me to the list. It could be, you could do it from your phone right now, joel at rate, add me to the list. And then you'll get this market update on a weekly basis. And it'll give you information that you can go back and have good conversations with your local lending partners and see what we're doing in our market, how you can do the exact same things in your market and partner with people that really want to truly give back to you and partner with you. And in this market where Lending is very vital to completing the transaction. Getting those partners right now are the number one thing I'd be doing if I was an agent is kind of reassessing who are the people that are really being given access to my friends, family, clients. Who are the people that I'm going to trust my commissions with when I go under contract? If they're not the people that are working nights and weekends and really being there for you, add somebody else to the list. We'd happy to be that person. But the number one thing that we want to talk about here, and we didn't get to, so this is going to be a teaser for next time, is the structure for the team, right? I want to go through and make sure that everyone knows kind of the anatomy of getting to a $250 million production annually. And even if you don't have aspirations of getting there, what I'll explain will really truly help you figure out who's on your staff that you should keep, who's on your staff that might be time to let them go, and who you can add right now, as a lot of people do get downsized with different positions at places, there's an opportunity to pick up more employees. So we're going to go through that for sure next time, but it wouldn't be a market uh, or it wouldn't be a update with me without talking about rates for a minute. You mentioned it. So, so much of the time, do we even talk about rates here? Almost never. <laughs> I know for a mortgage guy, I think we should. Absolutely. Let's do it. Right. So on average right now, mortgage rates are anywhere just below 4%. So the high threes to just above 4% when we're talking about 30-year fixed mortgages, DJ, with 10 to 20% down. The average, we've seen rates that are still in the threes, even though the headlines say over 4%. So the fear and what, what people are thinking is going to happen is that the feds haven't even raised rates yet. Wow, the rates are all the way up to this amount and the feds still haven't raised rates yet. What's going to happen when they raise rates this year? And I always wanna remind people that it's already baked in. The fed meets seven times a year and mortgage rates are updated daily. And in this volatility, they're moving literally sometimes two and three times a day. There's new rate sheets printed based on what's going on. So I like to tell this story that uh, when the feds do raise rates and it's, you know, it comes across as the headline, it's a quarter point increase today. They don't call all the mortgage banks and say, reminder, everyone, today's the day. Increase your rate sheets by a quarter percent. 
and it, it's kind of funny, but it's true. It's it's built in. So what? How can we use this information to educate our clients, and how can we not be like the other agents that are selling fear? Okay, it's okay to educate, but what we shouldn't say is we should really get this home today, even if you don't want it, because rates are going to go up a lot, and if you don't buy this, you're going to miss out. Right. I hate that. I, I don't like it's just a, it seems icky, right? It's not the right way to build a business. It's not the right way to communicate with people. And it's just not true. So if you can take some time and educate, just learn about what the Federal Reserve Reserve is going to do this year. They're raising the prime rate. And the prime rate right now is at three and a quarter. And mortgage rates are above it. So we do have a lot of room to move before mortgage rates continually go up. I think by the end of the year, we're going to be in that mid fours, but I don't see a situation anytime this year where all of a sudden, because the feds have raised rates, that we go from under four to five or 6%. And I'll I'll buy you a steak dinner if I'm wrong, but I'm right. We won't see the 30-year fixed rate be at five or 6%. They're going to be in that range, either a little bit below four, a little bit above four for most of this year, even when the feds start to raise rates. So as an agent, take that knowledge and educate your clients and make sure that you win because somebody else might be selling them fear. You're okay. Rates will be good. Go find the right home for you. And don't worry if it's 4.1 or 4.3. Yeah, it's a, it's a really good point. And you know, this is, uh, I always say um, you should know what your clients are reading and what they're absorbing in the news and then adjust. You can ha- educate to adjust to their expectation. And, <laughs> and, you know, and, and that's, that's really what, what's, what just people want is they want somebody that goes, Hey, don't worry about that. Well, not that don't worry about it, but here's what you're reading. Here's the reality. They want education and they want comfort. And we're, we're thankfully it's there. The sky isn't falling. So there's so sky is not falling. I want to make sure I didn't uh, sort of blur my it words. There. So yeah. there. The sky, <laughs> is not falling. So this is is, uh, really a great opportunity to realign your clients with, and maybe getting them above the uh, the, the signal to noise ratios, making sure that the signal's coming through and they're maybe uh, not paying attention as much to the noise that maybe just the media hype to try to get some uh, some clicks or or eyeballs on, you know, a shocking headline. Um, So, um, Joel, you gave us so much yeah. great value today, and I think uh, it's a great place to, to wrap up. We uh, want to remind everyone out there, if you're not currently partnered with a loan officer that is helping you actually grow your business, not just helping you close the transactions, because of course, you know, loan, loan officers do that, that's their job, but actually helping you strategically do marketing, um, partner up together in, in events, and are actually saying, what can I do to help you, Mr. and Mrs. Agent, grow your business, then you really need to maybe consider finding a loan officer that can do that. And we really encourage you to take a look at Joel and his team. Um, the easiest way to reach out to Joel to see if, if you guys can, can work together is to shoot him an email. Uh, best email you can find him at is joel at rate.com. Very easy to remember, joel at rate.com. You can also email him to ask to be put on his weekly newsletter that he mentioned earlier. Um, and then you can also call him directly. Joel, do you mind giving out your phone number and and text message as well? It's 773-654-2049. And if you call, I mean, test me. Literally, we answer the phone. And I can't tell you the number of fun conversations I've had just from people all across the United States 
where they call, they book a 15 minute call with me. And it's, it's just so great to see what people are doing in different uh, markets. And it doesn't always mean that we end up doing business together, but it's another way that I like to give back. So yeah, that number is the uh, direct line. That's not text messaging. So for emails, Joel at rate, and then the phone number 773-654-2049. And that'll be for phone calls uh, directly to me. Perfect. Perfect. So yeah, don't, don't text that number. That's his office line. My apologies there, but definitely email or call that number and he and his team will get right back to you. And, um, and I I've used them personally, so I can vouch for, for, uh, for Joel. He's excellent. He's the only loan officer I'm going to ever work with um, because he did a great job for me and he does a great job for everyone, which is why of course he's so successful. So definitely reach out to him. If you're not getting the attention you need from your, your existing loan officer, he's with guaranteed rate Joel is, and they're licensed in all 50 states so they can help you no matter where you might be practicing. Um, so thank you so much. Uh, we'll go wrap up the episode. Joel, appreciate your time. And um, once again, you come on our show every month. You gave great content, great valuable insight into what's going on in the lending world. But more on top of that, you're really saying, here's how to grow your business, uh, which like you said, we rarely even talk about rates. So I'm so grateful that you do. He really, Joel really thinks about what he wants to communicate. And he's constantly asking me before we get on the air, what does the audience want to hear about these days? Like, where are they struggling? Um, and then we, we come up with ideas. And really, that is the best possible question a guest could ever ask me. And very few guests ever do. So I really appreciate Joel coming on and saying, how can I add value time and time again? So thank you on behalf of the audience for that. And on behalf of Joel and myself, we want to thank the audience for continuing to show up, listen, watch, support our show. Please uh, reach out to Joel for any and all lending needs. And also, um, please tell a friend about this podcast. Just think of one other agent that could benefit from hearing from top producers and top loan officers like Joel, send them a link to our website, keepingitrealpod.com. Uh, and uh, we appreciate that helps us give, continue to grow as well. Um, so thank you so much to Joel. And of course, on behalf of Joel and myself, thanks to everyone. And we will see Joel next month. Uh, so we wish everyone a great rest of, of the spring season here. Um, and we'll, uh, we'll talk to you next, uh, next time. Thanks, Joel. You're welcome, DJ. Uh -oh.